Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another happy hour, despite what the title of this one. I was just kind of playing on Never Been Kissed, which is sort of related to what we're talking about today. I wouldn't call this an unhappy hour. It's more like a Annie has a lot of nerd thoughts and also thoughts about asexuality hour. <laughs> slash 20 minutes. I like that. Yes. As always with these, uh, we're just asking you to hopefully join us for something that is relaxing, a, a, a time in your day. You can take a, a break, whatever that means to you. Um, and also, as always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Yep. What are you sipping on, Samantha? I am sticking to my bubble water or bubbly water. Nice. I keep confusing how to pronounce this because in my head, it is bubble but then mm-hmm. it's got that little accent mark, so it's bubbly. Uh, but then there's yes. that commercial, which is Buble, which right. I'm not a huge fan of him in general. But I'm like, I'm now three pronunciations through, and I still can't remember which one is correct. I'm sure it's bubbly. I think. I don't know. Now anyway, you confused me. I have too. So I have actually not a sponsor, but you got it through a sponsorship. Soda Stream <laughs> Water, which you gifted me. Thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm drinking. Keeping it it crisp. Keeping it crisp. People have such strong opinions about bubble water. I offered some bubble water to a friend of mine the other day, and she, like, recoiled as if she was a cat and I'd thrown water on her. I mean, I really, I like bubble water for for the longest time. I was like, eh, I Mm -hmm. I like it either way. And I remember you telling me that one of our friends and the coworkers, like, that's all she would drink. And I was like, that's unusual. What? That's the only Mm -hmm. way. And then now that I've gotten my little soda stream, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it now. There's something to it. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's crisp. Yes. Yeah. I'm drinking red wine from a box because that's red where I am today. Red wine. That song. Like you can't not see hear sorry. that song you say red wine. I'm I sorry. have a character in our Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Her, her name was Red Wine. And she was the gossip. There's so many questions to that. <laughs> 
Well, it was spelled interestingly. I have questions, but we'll save. Okay, we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> All right. So I apologize to Samantha before this one. I think I made you kind of nervous because I'm really like going to nerd out hard. Wait, let's, let's, let's rephrase this. You didn't just apologize. You started laughing and snickering, making me think I did something like my usual self of being goofy. And then you're like, oh, I don't know if you're ready for this. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's just because we live in such different worlds that this is a hot button topic in the Star Wars community right now. And I know to you, like, it's does you're just gonna be like, uh huh. But it's like people are fighting over this fiercely. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I don't think I'm gonna get into any spoilers about Book of Boba Fett, but that is what inspired this whole conversation. Um, which I wanted to talk about this thing that I've noticed in this conversation and in fan fiction wherein people are writing stories or comments that if you are someone who goes through life without ever experiencing meaningful romantic love, then that is the saddest thing that could ever happen to you. And that your life is essentially, like you were never loved. Um, So what does it mean? What did... No one could love you. No one ever loved you. And as an asexual person, I kind of was like, wait, let's, let's think about this a little bit. Because I get, I do get the what they're talking about in their issue. And so I'll get into that in a second. What triggered this is the Jedi attachment theory. Okay? <laughs> so you're going to have to bear with me a minute, Samantha. <laughs> okay. I like this. Is this clinically... Yes. Phrased. Okay, here we People go. People are fighting over this. Oh my gosh. Also worth noting... The, this is, uh, the Jedi religion is based on Buddhism, so it's also kind of the religious aspects going on. And uh, there's a lot of religious trauma that we're going to talk about in a future episode going on with this whole thing. But also, like, this whole thing is part of some people's religion, so some something else to keep in mind. But, all right. right. So, for Jedi, and I guess this is open for interpretation, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. Uh, you're not supposed to have possessive attachment, unhealthy attachment. You can have relationships. You can be in love. You can do all that stuff that a lot of people are like, oh my God, they can, they can never be loved. You can. It's just kind of frowned upon because you have to be able to let the person go if they die. You have to be able to let someone go and it's really hard to do. And so for a lot of people, they, they feel like they shouldn't even risk it. Like, uh, you can have relationships if you've seen like the movies or shows. They almost all of them have relationships with people, friendships and close partnerships, and even sexual relationships and romantic relationships. It's just that you have to be able to let that person go. If something happens to them, and don't give in to kind of this anger and hate and rage and become a dark side force user. There is a lot of uh, gray area in that, and also. You know, the prequel trilogy is sort of about the Jedi Order losing their way and the pressure of not having attachments leading to people not telling you, like Anakin Skywalker not telling you that he has an attachment and perhaps he really could have used some help. So, (laughs) it's attachment to the attachment is bad, is what I like to say. You can have an attachment, but if you're too attached to the attachment, that's the issue. All right. So, I don't know what they're doing in Book of Boba Fett, and that's part of my issue is I'm not really sure what you're saying. I don't know if Luke is misinterpreting it or if he's really scared. I I have no idea. But anyway, more what we're talking about right now is, yeah, I've seen a lot of people 
write stories ever since then because they're so upset at this idea that like, you're telling me, baby, Yoda could never be with the Mandalorian. What? How could that be wrong? Oh my God. You're telling me Luke is going to be alone forever. Oh no, he's never going to be loved. What could be worse? <laughs> and I've read some that are really, really beautiful, actually, really, really sweet. And I do get the idea of like, you know, if you feel pressured, if you're the last Jedi and you've got to uphold it and you've got your father as Darth Vader and how sad it must be that you feel like you can't have these relationships, even if you want them. But the kind of the way people are writing about it, I feel like is missing that, yes, there are asexual people. <laughs> um, and there's other type of love, too. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be romantic love. You can be loved by friends and it can be just as meaningful. You can have, you know, family relationships that are just as meaningful. You can have all these other things. And I think as we've talked about so often in our media, there's a, that pressure, you've got to find your one true love. And that is the meaning of your life. And we've romanticized it so much. And it is, it is romantic. And I do get the appeal of this idea, but also like we've talked about so much, you know, we got to be careful with these things we see in media over and over and over again that aren't realistic and aren't representative for everybody. And also just to note in a lot of our entertainment, you know, this possessive love is painted as something that is romantic. And I think we've seen this a lot with entertainment that, uh, especially towards young girls, where the male character, when you think about it, is kind of stalkery or kind of possessive and it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> and so part of this that I've seen in this conversation is, is almost like people aren't realizing that that is unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, they're sort of missing a lot of these unhealthy depictions of love. They're getting mad that characters can't have them or whatever. And this is a generalization. I'm not really speaking about anybody specific right now. They're getting mad about it. And it's like, they're not realizing that it's not romantic, it's unhealthy. <laughs> and to have that sort of, I don't know, painted as that, that there's a level of unhealthiness to that as well. That idea of th this great tragedy of if you've never been loved, then it means you're either unlovable or something is romantic love. Yeah. Something has gone wrong and it's so tragic. Which again, we've talked about this too. I totally get like if that's something that's important to you, that is, that's painful. If you want that, you can't find it. That is painful. I'm just saying like we should also consider the other side. <laughs> right. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. But let's go back to the fact that you said that if that's something important to you, is it important to you because that's what you want or is it important to you because that's what society tells you you're supposed to have and that that Mm -hmm. makes you a good woman or a desirable woman? And if you're not desired, then therefore you are of no worth? Because for me, it was the missing out part for the longest Mm -hmm. time. Don't get me wrong. My partner and I have a good relationship and we're fine. But I've been single up until recently. Like majority of my relationships did not last too long where I got too committed, whole different conversation. And part of that for me was because, oh, I'm actually okay single. And yes, I would love this. This would be a bonus, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't Mm -hmm. make me, it doesn't create a new person. I don't become a whole new thing as if I'm a better creation because of this. It hasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. done that. Am I happy and content? And is it not bothersome? All of those things, yes. But does that mean if we were to break up today that I would be a whole different person and therefore I couldn't be as happy? No, I'm still who I am. And and of course, this goes back to the same thing about, you know, when men specifically do the clapbacks of this is why you're single or you're always going to be single. And Mm -hmm. now women are responding, are you threatening me with a good time? Like, what what do you mean? (laughs) It's that whole level of like, you know what? For the longest time we were told, this is how you make a complete wholesome life is to be truly in love. And these unrealistic ideas of love Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead with that. Like when you were talking about really unhealthy relationships, I'm thinking Twilight for the longest time. So many mm-hmm. young girls are like, yes, I want him to be so obsessed with me that he does. he's so controlling and won't let me see any of my friends and pop yeah. up in my bedroom without my permission. <laughs> Wait, what? Right. Exactly, exactly. And I guess like an, uh, another, not disclaimer, but a clarification is... I feel in these conversations a lot of time what we're talking about. I've been saying romantic love, but I think we're, it's more romantic sexual love. Because you can also be... Because I, I would say I'm asexual by romantic, but you can also be like the other way. So there's like that aspect of it as well. Of It has to be sexual in nature. And it, it was another one of those moments where to me... And I know I've talked about this before, and some of you listeners have written in about it, and I really appreciate it. To me, it's never been weird when a character doesn't end up romantically with somebody. But when I was watching this conversation play out, and I'm telling you, Samantha, people are pissed. Right. 
they were acting like it's super weird. He's never, he's just going to be alone. Which is hilarious because I it didn't cross my mind until you brought it up. Yeah, that the very first we thought he was going to get together with Princess Leia. Right. <laughs> His sister, and it didn't happen, thank God. And then he just, that was not his pursuit in the story. Yeah, I think that's absolutely a thing that I didn't even notice until people started being like, but what about? And that might be just projection once again. Yeah. And I think uh, when you were talking about the whole level of romance and sex in general, once again, it's kind of like that tale I used to tell about my grandmother. God bless her. I loved her. She was one of my favorite people. But she would ask me every time I came home from college, are you dating anyone? My response, no. It's okay. You still have time. But the fact that uh, my conversation with her centered and began like that was an automated moment in my head of like, yep, there's something wrong with me for not having a relationship. And for my family, like, shoot, my siblings would bring home someone they were dating at 14. And I did not bring anybody home until last year. (laughs) <laughs> at 40. Like, that's, <laughs> that's who I am. You know, mm-hmm. it never was a thing for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely, we've talked about, are we abnormal? Are we the unusual mm-hmm. people here? And are we doing this wrong? Because that has been the characteristic. And it took me for so long to feel like, oh, it's okay. I right. truly am. Ha- like, I even to this day, like I've now settled in and more confident in my decisions, but I still question, well, should I want to be married? Should, shouldn't I want, since I found a relationship, we've been committed for a while. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I want to be? But I don't. Yeah. There's nothing in me that's like, yes, I need a wedding. I need, I, I want people to give me presents, sure, but <laughs> not necessarily do it from a wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly one of those things where I'm I'm like you where it's I've d- I felt the pressure for sure and we've talked about that a lot but I've also never it doesn't occur to me until somebody puts that pressure on me if that makes sense most of the time right. every now and then I'll be like should I have done this but in general I kind of don't think about it which is one of I feel like I don't know that's something that I do feel is different than a lot of what my friends experience and that was sort of I'm glad I've had those talks with them and and I can appreciate like how important it is for them. It's just not something that I've experienced. And I I know we've talked about this before. Mark Hamill's been very open. It's like Luke is whatever sexuality you want him to be. And uh, I will say a lot of people do write him as asexual in fan fiction. Right. Or not a lot, but I've I was I'd never seen that before in my life. Yeah. Um and now I'm seeing it. And but usually he has yeah he has these pretty strong relationships and even sometimes romantic relationships and that so I can I, I totally get the viewpoint of like the tragedy is that he feels the pressure to do this and therefore is going to be sad forever it's just the way some people are talking about it as if like that's there are other like right <laughs> it's a romantic and sexual love doesn't yeah. yeah you can have meaningful life and relationships uh, outside of that. And it doesn't have to be tragic. I can understand that it could be, again, if this is not something he actually wants to do, but just, you know, to put that down. It's okay. (laughs) People are so mad, you don't even know. Oh my God. People are like devastated. And I do, I also want to say, I said it so clearly earlier as if I am the end all be all of what Jedi attachment is. I'm pretty sure this is the original intent. And that's what a lot of the creators said. I admit that there are different interpretations and I shouldn't have said it so confidently as if I'm the only one. But 
Um, I think this is what was intended. And that again, that's sort of my issue right now is I don't know what they intended right. with their choice, which leaves me in a bit of a weird spot. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, a lot. It is. And I have read a lot of beautiful, introspective fan fiction about <laughs> what this could all mean. Well, thanks for letting me have this moment and listening to me talk about Jedi attachment. I could forever. But anyway. I hope this becomes a term in uh, the DSM-6. <laughs> I really do. Yes. No, I think it should be like a, on dating apps. Where do you stand on the Jedi attachment? Create oh. this test and let's see if people will take it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, and also I know people are going to get mad at me for the... Because obviously, unless something goes terribly wrong, Grogu and, and the Mandalorian are not romantically attached. Oh, that would be super <laughs> odd. No. Yes. So, I was just saying people were really mad about that. I was not implying that that was a romantic okay. relationship. Okay. I was like, that takes it into, no, like, no, no, no. Woody no, I'm, I'm <laughs> his adopted daughter Yes. Thing. No, I was just clarifying my own words. There's no, okay. they would never, ever, ever do. Oh, okay. God. Okay. I'm pretty sure okay. they would never, ever do that. That was a moment. You just had, you, you got me scared. I'm sorry. I've made things worse. Um, <laughs> as, as I usually do with these nerd topics, I try to make things better. Thank you so much to all of you for joining us and for listening. If you have any thoughts on this, oh my gosh, please let me know. She needs all of this. I do, I do. Um, and you can send them to our email, which is Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.